Welcome to the Exam Study Expert Podcast, helping you ace your exams at school and university through the psychology of high performance and the science of studying smarter, not harder. It's my pleasure to introduce your host, the Cambridge-trained memory psychologist and exam success coach, William Wadsworth. Hello and welcome to the Exam Study Experts podcast and a very happy new year to you, uh, particularly if you're listening to this episode as or around when it goes out. Uh, it's broadcasting on December 31st, so New Year's Eve. Uh, and traditionally, that's a time for looking back on the year that's gone, uh, the highlights, the lowlights, as well as looking ahead to next year. And so that gives me my theme for what I wanted to talk to you about today in this brief little mini episode to either round off last year or look ahead to next year, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, I mainly want to talk about looking ahead today. Um, but before I get to that, a few brief words on looking back. So when it comes to looking back, uh, my main thought for you today is that if you are anything like most exam study expert listeners, uh, chances are you have higher than average expectations for yourself. And that's great. I love that. Those higher standards help give you the drive to achieve what you know you're capable of uh, rather than settling for mediocrity. But sometimes those higher than average expectations go hand in hand with sometimes, not for all of us all of the time, but as a general trend I see, uh, you know, it's easy to neglect fully celebrating what's gone well for us because we're kind of constantly, you know, moving on to the next goal, moving on to the next thing. So I think this is a really nice point in the year to just take a beat and think about what you are proud of from the past year. What do you look back on and smile? It might be outright achievements, passing an exam or, 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 or getting a new job, um, or it might be simply be progress you made towards getting into better habits, smarter study strategies, better exercise regimen, whatever it is. It's well worth taking the time to celebrate these wins however big or small they are. And one way you can kind of have a structured exercise around this is challenging yourself to write a list of your top 10 wins from 2023. The first may come easily, the rest may be a little harder to figure out. And that's kind of the point of the exercise. Digging a little bit deeper to uncover the less obvious things that you want to be proud of is a big part of the exercise. Uh, so I had a little bit of think, a little bit of a think about how I would approach this exercise uh, for, for me, um, and uh, I, my overall conclusions were that uh, you know it's been a, generally a good year for us here at Exam Study Expert. Uh, we've been invited to speak at some quite fancy education slash science of learning conferences uh, for the first time about our work and our research, and that was really exciting. Um, the podcast has continued to reach new listeners, and you know I'm so grateful for our opportunity to, to kind of talk to you all and, and help you all out in your in your studies um and then uh, kind of a little bit closer to home and on a slightly more personal note i i i, I, when I was thinking about this i i really thought that my kind of capabilities as an exam success coach and teacher really kind of reached a new gear this year like i've been good at it in previous years um but I feel like this year, when I'm standing up in front of a group of students running a workshop at a school or sitting down on Zoom uh, and, and coaching a private client uh, to, to help them prepare for their exams, I just feel like, you know, this year, even compared to last year, I've just come on such a long way um, in terms of like the quality and the impact of, of what I'm able to do. Um, 
And when it comes to private clients, I like I love all of the clients I've worked with, um, but there's a, a few that particularly come to mind who um, you know were particularly worried about their exams in their own separate ways, um, and you know managed to go on to get great results. And it's it's those jobs in particular that I look back on particularly fondly, and and you know just have that. It's just a really nice feeling to have, to have contributed in some way uh, to helping some well-deserved scholars get the results they were looking for uh, and move on and up either in their academic life or in their professional careers, uh, if as in uh, several of those cases they were taking uh, exams as part of their careers. Um, one other little thing that, that came to mind when I was thinking about 2023 wins uh, for me personally, I've also built a consistent language learning habit for the first time really ever. Um, despite, you know, decades of having that as a vague back of mind goal that, oh, that would be really nice to, to work on. I've never done it. Um, but in the past, you know, three or four months, I have been doing and, and doing it really consistently. Um, and all credit to that goes to uh, Kirsten Cable from episode 117 uh, for the inspiration uh, and to uh, my app of choice Duolingo uh, which is you know the, the main popular one and it's uh, it's 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 very good um I've, I've been really enjoying it and uh, yeah they've done a great job building that little app and all the little things that go into kind of incentivizing you to come back and uh, you know getting competitive about moving up in Amethyst league and getting into the next league it's all very well designed to kind of help help hook you in and I really appreciate it because it's meaning I'm doing more language learning more consistently which is which is great um so that's more than enough about uh, about me this is all about you so have a think about what for you are your top wins for the past year um perhaps pause this episode uh, and, and have a think about it um grab some paper or, or whip out the notes app on your phone and yeah try and come up with a list of 10 or at least five big uh, or small wins from the past year um no matter how big or small it all counts put it down uh, it's a really nice little exercise to do at this point in the year i think Okay, so much for looking back. Let's now turn our attention to looking forward. At this time of year, uh, a popular way to set intentions for the year ahead is the classic New Year's resolution. Those commitments to yourself that you'll start doing some desired behaviour or stop doing some undesired one. Now, I think there are some people uh, that find New Year's resolutions work quite well for them and, and they get good results. But I think the majority of us uh, don't do so well on them. And and I would include myself in that. I've never been a massive fan of New Year's resolutions. Uh, for so many of us, myself included, those good intentions so often fizzle out and get abandoned uh, before January is even out. What I've been finding in the past couple of years works much better um, for, for me personally is a subtler, gentler and crucially more flexible approach. Uh, and that's what I want to, to, to mention for you today and, and offer as uh, something you might consider adopting for yourself if it, if it resonates. The principle is the word or theme of the year. So picking some kind of theme, uh, perhaps summed up in just a single word, uh, for the year that captures how you want to feel across the year, what you want to achieve over the year, who you want to be this year. This word of the year or theme of the year like, serves as a guiding principle that subtly influences the direction you go in, the decisions you make over the next 12 months, the way you focus your time and energy. The power of this uh, concept really is in the flexibility, I think. So you're not kind of committing or tying yourself into something overly specific that you might not end up sticking to, but rather it serves as a kind of a guiding voice in the back of your mind, 
when you're making intention uh, when you're making decisions about how to spend your time and attention both on a kind of day-to-day level the little things you do or don't do each day um you know do i exercise do i meditate like do i read book do i learn language like all these little things day to day you know you can't do everything so what do you focus on day to day what 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 do you focus on uh putting into place day to day you know having your word of the year in place will help you make that decision and but it'll also help you make those decisions about the kind of the bigger opportunities as they come up so shall i take this course or that one should i defer my exams or take them sooner should i take my career in this direction or the other Having uh, a clear idea of what your kind of theme for the year might help influence those decisions and help you make them um, help you make the right choice. So what might this principle look like in practice to show you what I mean here and maybe inspire some thoughts of your own for, you know, what a good word of the year might be for you this year. Uh, here are a few concrete examples uh, of different words or themes and what they might mean to you, and what they might encompass. Um, so the first one's patience. Uh, this might mean being more patient with yourself, with others, or both. Uh, so do you have a tendency to give up when you get stuck, when things get tricky? Then patience becomes your watchword this year. Relax, take your time, trust the process, uh, and see what you can make of a tricky situation. Be patient, even if you don't understand it at first. Uh, another example is reading. So in your year of reading, you're not setting out with a big, heavy, potentially guilt-laden goal like a book a week or reading an academic paper per day or anything like that. You simply set course that you aim for more reading in your life and watch what happens. You won't be perfect, but some days you'll remember you're in a year of reading and maybe slip a book into your bag rather than doom-scrolling social media on the train. Or you'll reach for the Books app on your phone rather than instinctively checking your news app. The results of those cumulative little decisions stacked day after day significantly more reading happens for you in 2024 than would otherwise be the case. Example three is playfulness. So if you adopt playfulness as your word of the year, you are trying to remind yourself that you have the freedom to experiment with new ways of working, perhaps bringing a lighter energy to your studies or your work. When you allow yourself to play with problems, with new strategies, new ways of doing things, new ways of revising for exams, new ways of writing your papers, whatever it is, new ideas, you accept it might not be an instant success, and that's okay. That's what learning through playfulness is all about. You experiment, you try things out, you do more of what works. Playfulness might help you get stuck, uh, help you get unstuck, get out of a rut that's been holding you back. Uh, a fourth example is complete. So do you have a tendency to start a lot of things without finishing them? In your year of complete, you focus on finishing more things over starting new ones. That doesn't mean you finish everything, of course. You're just aiming for improvement to finish more than you would normally do. It might also be a reminder, if you need it, that your life is complete with or without a bunch of new stuff or activities in it. Uh, This one ties into our next theme, uh, the theme of enough. Um, your idea of your your having you having the idea of enough as your word of the year uh, takes that last idea even further, uh, and it might serve as a reminder that you are enough. Your work is enough. Your achievements are enough. Uh, a PhD friend of mine once said about his PhD thesis that he'd got a sufficient body of work to call a PhD. That is to say, his experiments were enough. His write up was enough. His conclusions were enough. And in an open-ended project like a PhD, like there's always more you can do. You know, what research paper in history hasn't finished by suggesting more questions for future research? Like you always get that at the end of a paper. Uh, but he'd done enough and was at peace with that. And I and I really liked the maturity of that approach. It struck 
it struck me as unusual and, and fresh and distinctive at the time because not that many PhD candidates that I was talking to were kind of going around saying, I've done enough. Um, more often, they were frantically worrying about not having done enough right up until the deadline. Uh, this could apply for preparing for exams as well. You know, reassuring yourself that you are doing enough, your amount of preparation is enough. You know, not necessarily resting on your laurels, but being content with where you're at in the process and what you've got planned uh, for the remaining days, weeks, months, however long you've got before your exam. What you've got planned is enough and it will be enough to get you uh, the results you need. The final example is health. So if you adopted health as your word of the year, uh, again, this is about nudging you in the directions of taking better care of your physical or mental health. You might not run or swim or work out every single day. You might not choose the salad over the burger every single time you order. That's okay. But having health as your guiding principle uh, might nudge you towards making those healthier lifestyle choices more often than you would otherwise make. Um, for me this year, I haven't quite decided yet. Uh, I'm still figuring out my 2024 word yet. Uh, it's still it's something I'll be musing on over the next couple of weeks. Uh, last year, my word of the year was flow. Um, so this was a really, really good one for me last year. It captured so much of what I wanted 2023 to be about. I wanted things to flow along a bit more easily um, in, in, in so many different ways. Um, I wouldn't say I perfectly achieved flow as my theme for 2023, um, but it certainly was a big improvement on the previous year uh, in terms of how well it flowed, I think, uh, which is probably the key thing. Um, so what about you? What are you going to do in terms of your word or theme of the year? What will it be for you? There are so many different words to choose. Maybe one of the ones I've just as an example, this episode uh, strikes a chord with you. Patience, reading, playfulness complete, enough, health, flow. Uh, perhaps you need to find uh, another one. Um, perhaps like me, you are going to spend some time pondering on your word or theme of the year uh, and, and let it emerge naturally uh, over the next few days, weeks. You'll know it when you get it. It'll feel right uh, when you land on it, as it really did for me when I came across, came, came upon the idea of flow uh, for, 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 me, for me last year. And once you've landed on your word, there are so many different areas of your life it could touch, as I hope the examples above demonstrate. It might not just be about your studies, uh, but it might reach into all sorts of different areas of your life, subtly influencing the choices you make and helping you have the best year you can. I'd just like to take this opportunity to wish you a wonderful year ahead. I'll be rooting for your success, as always. Thank you so much for tuning in over the past year, and I'm really looking forward to spending 2024 with you and helping you achieve your goals. Thanks so much for listening, and good luck. Just before you go, did you know you can hire William as your very own coach and mentor to show you the stress-free way to ace your exams by studying smarter, not harder? Find out how at examstudyexpert.com slash coaching.